Welcome to Late Talker Radio, the podcast that helps you navigate the early years when faced with your child having language delay. Packed with everything you need to feel empowered and positive about the future. Here's your host, consultant speech and language therapist of 20 years, Joanne Jones. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of my podcast, Late Talker Radio. I hope you're well, and um, I hope you're going to enjoy today's topic. So today, I want to talk to you all about books. Now, we all know that reading to children is great, and um, it really helps them with their reading and writing and talking and vocabulary learning and knowledge of the world and all those lovely things. But if you've got a child who is language delayed, it's really important to know a little bit more about this. So I have come up with 10 points that um, will help you to adapt sharing a book with a little one who is struggling with talking to get it so it's just at the right level for you and your child. So that takes us to point number one, which is to choose the right book for the right level. Now, if you have taken part in my uh, online screening, you will have a level for your child, a group. And I group children in groups one to five. Um, And group one being those children who are exploring the environment, exploring their bodies, exploring um, different textures and sensory information, are not yet able to send us messages, but we can interpret their communication by knowing them well and knowing what they want. Group two are the children who have learnt that they can have an impact on the world and if they do something, they get something. So they could um, take you to the fridge and they know they'll get a drink or put their hands up and they know that you'll pick them up. They're not yet talking, but they have learnt how to get their message across. Group three children are the children who are beginning to understand and talk in single words. Group four children are those children who are beginning to combine words, maybe two or three words, first two, then three, and understand more complex instructions with two or three words in them. And our group four, five children are those children that are using sentences and are understanding more complex um, instructions with several parts in them. So how do you choose a book for the right level? Now, it's not just about the book itself, it's about how you use the book. Notice that I call it sharing a book with a child, as opposed to reading to a child or um, reading a book. That's because it takes a while for children to be ready to be read to, but it's never too early to start sharing a book. So different books suit different levels. So if we think about the children in level one, We know that what they're interested in is exploring the environment, exploring how things sound, how things look, how things feel. And so at this stage, it's about having books around that have got texture, have got interesting colours, maybe things that are shiny, um, maybe the way the book feels is important too. So having books around, but not really expecting them at this stage to sit and listen to a story or even to sit and for you to be able to read um, through it and turn the pages. For some children they get that quite quickly but for others it takes a while but there's absolutely no reason why you can't have books around and 
having them around will give you the opportunity to see what your child does with them now if they pick them up and flap the pages that's absolutely fine and in fact i would recommend that you do exactly the same because what you want is to give the child the message that whatever they do with this book it's absolutely fine we're growing their confidence and we're growing their love of books from a very early stage Children in group two are having a learning that I impact on the world. So books that have interactive elements like um, lift the flap or press the button for the sound are going to really grab their interest. I still want them to be quite simple stories and maybe just picture books. Um, and I wouldn't expect children at this stage to want to listen, but what they might do is take turns with you turning the book. They might take turns in opening the flap um, and you're following the lead. Now, if children at this stage are starting at the back or starting in the middle or going over the first two pages over and over and over again, that's absolutely fine. Try not to have an agenda in your mind of what you think reading a book together should be. Um, it's much better to follow the child's lead. Um, you also, um, for group two, this is where vocabulary is really developing. And so getting books that have got lots of interesting pictures, um, maybe a very simple repetitive story, but um, lots of different um, vocab. So it might be a book about dinosaurs, it might be a book about farm animals, it might be a book about vehicles, it might be a book about um, going to the park. So it's very much about building vocabulary for different situations. Group four children, they're beginning to make simple combinations. And so at this stage, they might be able to follow a simple story. And so you want something that's repetitive, maybe with a little bit of rhyme, maybe with something um, in it that's very predictable in the way that it's written. Um, and they might want the stories over and over again at this point. And group five children are then able to listen to simple stories with slightly more complex language in them and a story that's got a beginning and a middle and an end. It doesn't need that kind of repetition anymore. It just um, can be a story in its own right. So point number two is to follow your children's lead. And I've, I've, um, I've touched on that a little bit. So in terms of engagement um, in the story, it's very important to um, follow your child's lead because what you want is to, the whole purpose of this is to instill a love of books for later in life. And so if it becomes too regimented or you have an agenda of what you want to do, then you're going to kind of come up a, a little bit of clashing with your child. It's much better to go with where they, they're at. So for example, if they want to prop it up and, and send a car down it as a ramp, then that's fine, or build the books up as a tower and knock them over, then that's fine. Obviously, you're going to want to instill in your child a love and a carefulness with books, but um, there's lots of opportunity to follow their lead with where they're at and how they can manage to um, engage in a book. It doesn't have to be you reading the story from beginning to end. You also want to follow your child's lead on topics. So if there's something that they're interested in, maybe they're really into um, cars or trains, choose books that are about that. Obviously not 
in um, not only that, you can have other things, but do follow their lead with interests because that's going to make the books highly motivating for your child because they are books about things that they like. If they have a favourite colour, for example, or if they're very interested in thing, noises that things make or things that are shiny, choose books that represent those, um, those different types of sensory in, um, stimulation. So number three is that you want to read to your child at least once a day and um, you want to be sharing books at least once a day and it doesn't have to be very formalised, it doesn't have to be you know at nine o'clock is book time or just before bed is book time, it's about having books around and taking opportunities through the day to join your child in their interest and bring books into it. You might want to have some books around that the children can go to if, they, if they're interested um, and at that point you can take your opportunity to engage with your child with that book and do what they're doing. So follow them, follow their lead. If they're bringing books to you, that's a great opportunity to start um, having a little read with them. But if they get bored after one minute, you know, don't be pulling them back and trying to get them to follow it through to the end. It doesn't matter, it will build up with time. Number four is very important for all children. Repetition is key. Children love things over and over again. Their brains were made to want that repetition because with repetition, brain neurons connect and that is how language is learned. So repetition um, of the same books over and over again is absolutely fine. And some children will have a handful of favorite books that they love all through their early years and they don't really move on from them bring other books into the equation, introduce them to other books, but don't be worried about reading them over and over and over again. Number five is less is more. Um, and how, how many people have got um, huge bookshelves full of books, particularly if you're a late talker, is um, not your first child, they, you will have accumulated hundreds of books over the time of your children's early years. And often you'll have your favorites within there, but you'll have lots and lots of books. I would really highly recommend a big declutter. So going through the books and, and weeding out those books that are not, have um, never really held an interest for your child or are not really appropriate. So I'm thinking about big, long story books that are put into the into picture books. The ones that spring to mind for me is we had a set of Disney books that um, appealed to the children because they recognised some of the Disney characters in the early years, but the books were really long and really <clears throat> not great, greatly written because they're written on the back of the films. Um, and they were always very boring and very long. So go through and weed them out. Then go back and have a look at where your child's up to and what are the right books for now. And hopefully out of that big pile of books, you'll have got it down to a smaller pile of the books that are relevant for now, are the interests of your child and are not the books that are no good. And from those, I would split them into three or four sections. And I would take four or five books into each section and I would have those available in the in your child's bedroom or in the playroom um, at any one time. And the rest of them I would put in a box 
out of the way on top of the wardrobe or in your room just so they're out of the way and I would only have four or five books available at any time and if possible have them displayed in a way that your child can see them all and can choose which one they would want to look at. After a week, you can swap them round and take that four or five away. If there's a particular favourite, leave it there. But the others, or the ones that have not been shown much interest, take them away and from your big box, bring out another four or five. When you declutter in this way, it is so good for children's brains because they can make sense of it. It's not overwhelming. They can take their time looking and they can really focus on the few books that are available. I'm not suggesting that you get rid of the rest, just don't have them available in the same way. I talk about toy rotation in this way as well and it's a great thing to do with, to with toys. Number six is to link them up. And what I mean by this is to link up books with other experiences. So for example, if it's a week that you've been to the zoo, get some books that have got zoo animals in them. If your child is particularly into watching Peppa Pig, have some Peppa Pig books available. If your child has just started nursery, have some books with pictures of nurseries in them. And so you're linking the books to the child's experience and it's a great way to reinforce vocabulary to help children to talk about um, what, what they've been doing and what they recognise and it's just another way to kind of push those neurons into firing up and connecting. Number seven is to make it personal and what I mean by this is to bring your child personally into the book so you could change the names to reflect people in the family or maybe animals in the family. Um, you could um, make your own books with photographs of people in your family or friends or familiar places that you go to often or maybe some of the um, toys in your environment and put them in a photograph album and then spend time talking about those as you go through. Children absolutely love this, particularly by the time they get to groups three and four. They really love having these familiar pictures that they can go to and look at. Number eight is to think outside of the box. So think of different ways that you can make books. If your child was particularly into toys, you could cut out of a magazine. Or if they were into animals, you could collect animal pictures through your day from different places. Make them into scrapbooks. Um, anything that is, in, is, is of interest to your child that you can engage them in. Nine is to think about how to develop language and what I mean by this is different children at different stages find um, different strategies helpful and we'll talk much more about that as time goes on but think about things like leaving the ga a gap, like leaving the last word off the sentence or um, leaving time for your child to repeat part of the story or using music and singing to um, help your child to memorise parts of the story. Um, or changing words around and seeing whether your child can spot them. Or turning two pages over and do they notice that, that, that something's missing. And number 10 is don't forget, it needs to be fun and enjoyable. And this is a really important starting point for later on. And I would even take this into the early years in school where children are starting to read. It's no good battling with children over books because all it does 
is create a feeling of not wanting to do it, of not being interested in kind of fighting against it. And so only do this if it's interesting and fun for your child. Now, if you've got a child who just throws the book or um, just doesn't seem interested, squirms away, doesn't want to sit with you and look, that's absolutely fine. And I'm not saying don't go back to it the next day. You do, you you have them available again you think of something else that you could do with them can you balance the books on your head and make them fall off and make your child laugh can you play a game of hide and seek with the books so the child's looking for the books whatever it takes to make books fun and enjoyable and for your child to feel as though a book is something that you engage with them with then you're going to set them up for life because I know at this point you're worried about your child's talking and communication but it's likely that that's not always going to be the case and actually even for children who have long-term language difficulties sometimes reading can be a real key so your child we want to make your child into a good reader into a book lover and starting in this way is going to really help them I hope you found that interesting. If you want to come over and join me on Facebook in my group, Parenting Children with Speech, Language and Communication Difficulties, there is a link there so that you can take the um, screening to see which group your child's in. And also um, I'm there every other week for a question and answer session. So do come and join us. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please look out for the next episode coming soon. And don't forget to take a look at our show notes at joannejones.co.uk. See you next time on Late Talker Radio. Bye for now.